Hi everybody. Good evening. I'm not what I'm not sure what happened. The guitar there I was playing it seemed to go wonky. But uh, anyway, I've put down my twelve string, and we are live, live here on the podcast channel thank you so much for tuning in i see all of so many good friends here already have joined thank you very much adrian garram chris davies paul uh, city troll uh Ad yeah thank you guys nath thank you for all being here appreciate that and uh and reese also i see you yeah I see you all guys and hopefully hopefully all things being well we are broadcasting this one uh, over onto the uh, the getters and also over onto the twatters. So uh, I think uh, that's probably covering all the different uh, places we can do. Uh, as you know, this is a novel exercise that we do on a Thursday because most podcasts go out exactly as podcasts. This one goes out as a stream, thanks to the wonders of Jed being able to work it and get it out onto those platforms. So uh, thank you very much, Jed, as always, for being able to manage the all the background stuff that makes this work so well. And I thank you so much, Chris Davies, for the kind gift. I appreciate that one there. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we need all the help we're getting in this information war that we are fighting. Now, before we get into, and hi Kim, by the way, good to see you. Before we get into the, uh, the, uh, the topics that I want to talk about, I wanted to take, I hope just indulge me for a moment. I wanted to just tackle, uh, uh, I got myself, as is often the way, uh, to get my, uh, I got into a little bit of, uh, uh, confrontations, you might say, over on the Twitters. Hiya, Leslie. Great to see you, my friend. It's always a pleasure when Leslie is in in the house. Um, so listen, here's what happened. Let me give you a quick part of history. Uh, earlier on today, uh, a, a Twitter page called Frontline uh, tweeted out a picture of uh, what they said is President Biden got a visible bruise on his forehead when he visits Poland after Kiev. Hashtag Westwatch, and there's a picture of uh, Biden, a couple of pictures of Biden, and he's got a mark in the middle of his head. My response was to say, is this where the take his brain in and out, right? That was my response. And, and then, boom, all the Biden fervent Catholics all joined in a pylon on me. Uh, and one of them says, don't you know anything about Catholics or Ash Wednesday? Obviously, yesterday was Ash Wednesday. My response was, does Joe? And just so we're clear on it, all of those, uh, all of those Biden enthusiasts out there, just to point out that there are lots of Catholics, including bishops in the United States, that think that Joe Biden should be excommunicated because of his enthusiasm for, for example, doctrines which is such as abortion, uh, same-sex marriage. I'm not sure those are key items of uh, doctrinal faith, are they? Or maybe it's all changed a bit. So, uh, yeah, Leslie right, rightly pulls me up on me referencing a brain. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, uh, Leslie, he calls it a brain. Uh, it, it's probably a sponge with uh, jam on it, possibly. But anyway, so it's funny to watch all the all the, all the uh, lefties, all the Democrats. Patty, I'll come to you in this one, actually, before we move into the main topics. Well, it was funny having all these... Uh, you know, devout Catholics saying to me, don't you understand David Vance? It was Ash Wednesday. Of course he had that mark on his head. I didn't say he had the mark on his head. I'm just saying he's a pathetic apology for the Catholic. Patty. It's, you can't be a politician and be a Catholic. I'm sorry. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Like, yeah, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden are going to be, they're, they're looking into him for sainthood because they are the purest example of Catholicism here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what, and don't you dare, how dare you say otherwise? But I'll tell you what, I looked at it when I said, now I am Catholic and I had already, had, and I had my ashes and, and I still, when I saw Joe, Joe it didn't, you know, it, to me, it looked like he walked into something and they were <laughs> trying to hide a bruise. I'm like, what yeah. the hell did he walk into now? Look at his head. Well, well, and then I, it I, dawned I, on me. I know that's, yeah. guess what? That's supposed to be ashes. Somebody smudged him with uh, the end of their cigar before he walked out well Patty, he did fall up the stairs going up the stairs 
going on to Air Force One on his way. Uh, I think it was to Poland. This so man maybe- trips. This man trips more than Jerry Ford. I said when yeah. Jerry Ford did it, he didn't. You didn't have to worry about Jerry Ford not getting back up every time Biden goes down. It's like, uh, is that the hip? Is that the hip? <laughs> I know. I know. It's truly, 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 truly uh, pathetic, actually, in so many ways. Uh, greetings to Grantonio, our friend. Great to see you here, Grantonio. Uh, 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 just trying to get a few comments. I always try to get as many of your comments in. Grantonio says, greetings from Scotland, the beautiful country which belongs to the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Um, yeah, Grantonio, but this the same country which seems to be at the moment having a conflict because apparently, uh, again, to stick to topic for a second, uh, if you hold Christian views, as we see with one of the um, leading candidates to be the replacement to Nicola Sturgeon. Well, it turns out that's kind of uh, just unacceptable. It's unacceptable to hold Christian views and hold office in a country called Scotland, which used to be a very religious and Christian country, but apparently not anymore. Whereas if you are in the case of Hunza Yosef, and remember Grantonio, you can pop in anytime you want. If your name is uh, Hunza Yosef, and you are of Islamic faith, well, hey, no one's going to ask you any questions. And when they do, you say, how dare you ask me questions? So strange country at the moment, Scotland, uh, or certainly the SNP, I might add. It's very, very strange. Hi, Northern Monkey again. Good to see you here. Um, and uh, yeah, just going through all the names here, as always. Uh, Adrian, I'm never sure with you if you're here. I know you're on the stream. <laughs> not sure if you're in the studio or not. You are a stealth contributor, Adrian. So uh, come, oh yeah, Adrian wants to come in, right? Uh, you'll now appear and I won't uh, know it. Uh, Grantonio says, Hamza, useless. Did I want, uh, Some of you folks won't have seen, there's some brilliant comedy footage of Hamza Yusuf, the aspirational SNP leader, uh, wheeling in with one of these uh, like scooter things and he falls off it. Um, and this is the same, Humza Yusuf, who was as just a secretary in Scotland, was fined for driving um, without insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, that's that's the lead candidate. Oh, the Gar Ram says Suzanne McLaughlin blocked me on Twitter tonight. You may have noticed that uh, she had a run-in with me as well, Gar Ram, because she came out and she said we can't have people allowing their their the religious values in politics. But why not? First of all, why can't we? And in the second instance, why was it she only picked out uh, those with Christian values? Mm? But as you know, uh, you may have noticed Gar Ram. She ran away from me. She wasn't. She wasn't able to have a debate. She just. Wa- <laughs> Grantonio says he was. He wasn't insured to write that. Can I ask a question? A, it, when has there ever yeah, been? Pat, when, when? When in history has religious values not played a part in politics? No matter what error of man. I mean, Rome was the biggest political power in the world for centuries. I mean, yeah. you know, the yeah. church. So, yeah. you know, it's, these people come up, you know, it's, uh, their, their religion is Marxism and they just, they just don't. I, 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 Patty, I think you're, you're right, but I would also suggest that some of them have a, an allegiance to other gods, shall we say, uh, darker gods, and, uh, you know, th- that's kind of how I view some of them. Uh, some of them are just stupid. Some of them are just ignorant. But, uh, yeah, Jed, I see you there in the background. Uh, what, what, I mean, we touched on this one ourselves last night, didn't we, about this whole sort of Scottish uh, anti-Christian fest. But Paddy, uh, Paddy's right. You know, all countries, throughout history, all nations, there is this thing, religion and politics, and they are inextricably linked linked, but yet they want to unpick that for Christians in Scotland. Well, of course they're linked. I mean, look who we have as the head of church, our head of state. uh, Well, no, I nearly said her majesty, his majesty, um, you know, King Charles. Um, But they are linked because a lot of our laws are based on Christian values. Of course they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, So why wouldn't, you know, politics and religion be linked but actually you see christianity white male christianity is not allowed anymore 
uh, and we all know that. Uh, and and as I've answered your question this time round, I'll do the opposite way around. I just want to say hi to everybody on Getter. Republican Rocky, Kiliani and Mom, Albert, uh, Brookie. Uh, I, I'm sure you've got the comments up, David, on Getter, so you can see them because uh, they're, they're they're flying in like there's no tomorrow. Uh, oh, sorry, fly like an angel. Uh, if I, I fly like an angel as well, uh, is also over there. So all, all our usual crew are here. But yeah, David, it, it's that. Uh, it just sickens me because if if it was any other, well, we now know. It can be any other religion is allowed. Any other religion is allowed to have its own biases and prejudice, except Christianity. Christianity has to be demoralized and torn apart. We're, we're even, you know, we've even got the Church of England discussing whether God, our Father, there's a clue there, our Father, is non-binary or should be non-binary. Yeah, yeah. Now, if they agree to that, then I can't see how they can be Christians, because it goes against what the Bible says, and they're supposed to follow the Bible. Yeah, no, absolutely, Adrian. If you're about, you're welcome to pile in on this one here. And if you're not, ah, yeah, he's in there. You can see, Adrian. What, what, what's your, what's your thoughts just on, on that specific issue of, you know, what we see in Scotland, where basically, uh, the SNP candidate who believe who has some sort of Christian values is basically being bullied out of the scene. What do you think? Well, Christianity is being outlawed slowly but surely. It's being demonised. Um, Judeo-Christian values in general are being stripped away from people you know we saw the lady being uh, arrested for being having a silent prayer outside an abortion clinic can i just say um, she's been found not guilty she's been released with no uh, okay. yeah in court the other day but even so it was the fact that she was arrested for having a silent prayer. yeah i agree with you, you know, know it's wrong you know but don't forget our monarch has what one of the titles our monarch has is defender of the faith do you remember Elizabeth, King Henry the oh, yeah. defender of the faith? So where's yeah. that gone? Why is Charles not standing up for the Christian values that this country was founded on? I know people can argue we're a multicultural society, but at the end of the day, this country was founded on Christian values, and that has not changed. Well, you see, I, I think that, uh, you know, King Charles Sachs Goldberg is not a defender of any faith, uh, I think he's an absolute disgrace, and I have no sense of allegiance to him whatsoever, just to be a bit radical about it. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, Adrian, you know, it, it, it is amazing. And, and I think we're all agreeing that, you know, no one wants to shove religion down anybody's throat. Us, you know, I think we probably all share in that. And, but but if, you, if you live in a Muslim uh, country, Adrian, you know, like, and I've traveled several of them, it's very very obvious you know that none of this can happen um it's only in the west that this can happen christians are open, weird? christians are openly persecuted in muslim countries openly persecuted yep, yep. We, we, have, we have seen that but yet we are bending over backwards to be tolerant to accommodate these people and going out of our way to let them have their sharia laws within their own specific regions and all their different places of worship but yet when we try to display our faith, it offends them. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be racist or anything, but like if you go to a foreign country, you abide by their rules. You don't suddenly make your own demands as that you have to obey us. You no, know, you don't. I mean, I mean, Paddy, that's the point, isn't it, really? You know, that, that I think because the West is kind of, it's, we are quite liberal in, in with a small L, and we do we we do tolerate uh, things that are not tolerated in other countries, like Adrian says. But I wonder, is that our weakness? I'm sorry, I lost you. Right. Well, that's okay. Maybe you'll find me because nah, uh, I did. I as you were started to ask me a question, and it, it, my screen went it, totally blank, and I had to reboot, yeah, no, it's okay. reboot no, no, my no. phone along yeah. with my brain. That's okay. That's okay, but I think you were sleeping actually. So I mean, now you would have heard good. me snoring. <laughs> Fifteen minutes in. So right, okay. So that's me. Just actually, by the by, I just kind of wandered off into that one. Okay. Uh, here, here, here's the first really topic I want to get stuck into with everybody. Um, Shamima Begum 
oh, the Islamic child bride who left the UK back in 2015, age 15, to go and um, be amongst the head shoppers from Islamic State. Uh, she became an Islamic bride. She became an enforcer in one of the camps. Uh, and then when it all went pear-shaped for Islamic State, she said, OK, I want to come home. And the British government took away her British citizenship. She wasn't happy about that. She wanted to come home. And in the last year, there's been quite a campaign to normalise her, to make her even a bit of a fashionista. And, she uh, is not a monster. She's not a monster. No, no, anyway. she's an evil monster. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the thing is, Jed, the thing is, as regards her, um, our, 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 our good friend, uh, Field Marshal Lieutenant Julia Hartley Brewer of the Ukrainian uh, First Volunteers, she was saying yesterday that, uh, look, look, she's British. She's British. And Jed, you got a good answer to this one when we talked about this last night, didn't you? Because she's not British anymore, is she? Jed. I haven't fallen asleep, mate. Sorry. I was checking the sound out on uh, Get and making sure it was good. I'm sorry. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, okay. this, this is tough, right, Jed? You're out of this one. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm coming to you, Adrian, now because Barry's failed, Jed's failed. So don't you fail me, Adrian. So, on, on, seriously, though, on, on, on topic. So, uh, as regards, you know, Shamima Begum. Uh, uh, and, and, and the fact that uh, Julia Hartley Brewer saying, oh, she's British, we need to bring her back and have strong laws. No, we don't need to bring her back, I say, Adrian. Let her rot in hell. That's my view, Adrian. Totally agree with you. When she went to join ISIS, she gave up any claim she had to British citizenship. This lady needs to be tried for war crimes, crimes against humanity. She was an enforcer in the camps, making sure women were dressing appropriately and following the Sharia laws. This woman was married, I think, to three different fighters and was yep. pregnant three times. If yep. those children had have survived and grown up, they would have been groomed and indoctrinated into the ISIS ways, and they would have ended up becoming jihadis themselves. There's absolutely yep. no way this woman should be allowed anywhere near this country again because she is an out-and-out -out danger. Yeah, I mean, completely agree with you, Adrian. And, and the other thing, Jed, now I'm going to come to you, Jed, in this one, so be ready for me, right? The, like, the thing that really got my kind of, well, grinded my gears, as you would say, Jed, was that, that you know, she, she, she sympathised with the, uh, the gross terrorist act at the Manchester Arena when all those kids and their parents were, were killed by a fellow jihadi. And she said, well, I sympathize with them because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you invaded Syria, so you, is it just payback? And, and, and that kind of outrages me, completely outrages me. When I think of all those little young lives taken so viciously and cruelly, and suddenly back in, I think it was January of 2017. I mean, Jay, what do you think on that aspect of it? I couldn't agree with you more. It's oh, the right. fact that, that I, I'm here. Can right. you hear me? Yeah, yeah. All oh, right. I, all right. I was going to say, I, I completely agree with you. And the fact is, the fact that she can say that shows there is no remorse. So she is still a danger. She is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, is it Takia that they use to con us as Westerners into making mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But the thing is, she is evil. Um, she should never come back. And, you know, a JDAM. In her, in her vicinity would solve it all because it would vaporize her instantly uh, i'm not saying that um we don't condone violence on this show no. but I, I don't have powers to drop a jdam um but a jdam would do would do justice i think and it would be 40 odd 50 odd thousand pounds well spent better than the five million pound that she's already cost us i'm quite willing you know if we have a whip round tonight yeah and see how much money we can raise maybe we could buy and pay the RF uh to go and drop one on her uh because that's what she needs because until as long as she's breathing she is a threat to to us and to others yeah, of course, don't forget, Jed, that the RAF is going to be going over to Ukraine. So oh, yes, of course, yeah, yeah. We're going to give our entire uh, RAF to Ukraine, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the seven planes that we have, because that's all yeah. we've got, really. You know, 
Uh, and yeah, we haven't even got pilots for all of them, of course, because now we have women pilots who can't wear the helmets because they're too heavy. So, you know, because of diversity and equality uh, and equity, I hate, I hate those words. Those words, oh, oh I, I tell you, that, I think that's going to be my first, what grinds Jed's gears, my, my first podcast type thing that I'll do. Because right. they can't wear the helmets, so they can't fly them. So what do they want? They want the RAF and they want the pilots to go along with them. That then means a Western country, a member of NATO, is then in direct, direct conflict with Russia. And therefore, any RAF plane shot down or any RAF pilot killed would be an act upon one is an act upon all. And that would then bring NATO into it completely. Mm. Adrian, I know you want to come in. Just hop in, yeah. Adrian. I find it very interesting that the narrative is being set that this young girl was groomed by Muslim men to join a terrorist organization. What about the thousands of young girls in Rotherham, Telford, Oldham, etc., that were groomed by Muslim men? Where's the multi-million pounds being spent on them to give them justice and to rebuild their lives? It's not happening. Yep, no, really true. So, so, so why is this one girl getting so much special treatment when there's thousands out there who suffered even worse than what she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. But Patty, I'm not sure if you followed the story. Uh, yeah, I know, I know exactly who she is, and I believe she should get she should get justice. She should be allowed back in the country, and she should be tried and hung for treason. Yeah, but see, no, no, I, no, I, no, I, no, I no. See, watch. Paddy, no, no, you're yeah, wrong, Paddy, yeah. because she can't come back because she's not a British citizen. She'd give up that right. If she comes back, then we'll have do good, do good lefties who will, even if we have the death penalty, would spend years, oh, and I know, years I know, it, it on won't death happen, row, and eventually happen. she would get off. And I agree, and it won't happen, but that's the only way she should be allowed back is if she comes back to face her, her trial for treason. And with the evidence against uh, against her, she'd be found guilty and hung. And that's why and ah. she, that that they'll never do that. So she can never come back to the country because it, it, it just well, makes a laughing stock out of, you know, everybody like like Jed who served and people who, you know, and yeah. just good people who don't who aren't animals. You know, Actually, sorry, I, I want to read a couple of comments I've seen coming in here. And thanks again, Chris, for the very kind gift. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, Nath, Nath says, just give her three COVID jobs, job done. Uh, who else had else said something that was brilliant? Uh, let me get this if I get this. Yeah, Northern Monkey says, give her a call, interview her, and then triangulate her position. Boom. <laughs> yeah, good one, Northern Monkey. Yeah, I love I love your comments. Keep the comments uh, 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 flying in, folks. But actually, Patty, I've got a lot of sympathy kind of with what you with what you said i mean my natural instinct would be bring her back and hang her but of course the crime of treason in the united kingdom is no longer punishable by death and personally i think capital the punishment politics. anywhere anymore we have it here in the states and we don't it, it's just not it's only in rare no. texas is probably the only place in the uh, you know in the western world Yes, I also wanted to say a Leslie here saying, is it a psyops? And actually, this whole story concerning her. And actually, Leslie, I've got a lot of sympathy for that uh, story. Is it a psyops? You know, why has this one individual garnered so much publicity? I mean, obviously, Leslie, she, she, she did get the money or legal aid to mount this legal case. Uh, so there's a lot of money behind Shamima Begum. And when you get a lot of money, Leslie, that kind of feeds back to um, to government. So nothing uh, <laughs> Leslie Marple investigates. Leslie, we should have a series where you investigate some of these psyops. Actually, you say everything in the news is psyops. I've got to be honest, I agree with you. But I mean, uh, the thing is that it's been dominating the news agenda this for the past couple of days. And uh, um, yes, Northern Monkey says that the, the bring back the first the first the bring back is the first hurdle for human rights lawyers, unless the U.S. wants her more and we hand her over. Um, yeah, more or less, Northern Monkey. That point. Not sure what no, I didn't see. I, I again, I disagree. She should yeah. never come back to Western soil. You know, um, as yeah, Canadian yeah. mom says, she says, "You make your bed, you lie in it." 
That's that's how life happens, and and that's what should happen. She should never step foot on Western soil again, because the second she does, the do-good lawyers will be rubbing their hands with glee, because that's the first hurdle that they have to overcome. They will then overcome all other hurdles until she is free to walk whatever land in the West that uh, she lands in. Never steps a foot. She's not ours. She's a non-citizen. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see some of the comments, Jed. I'm just looking at over in the getters here. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, yeah, but Ruth Ellis was the last one. I don't really agree with the death penalty. Well, actually, just on that, can we go around everybody? Because actually on the death penalty, I used to support it 100% for, you know, child murderers, for convicted terrorists where the evidence was clear. I think I, I would have supported the death penalty for them. But now I take a view, Adrian, I'm going to come to you first, Adrian, so get yourself ready. Um, but now I take a view that I don't trust the government anymore. The government could declare overnight that each and every one of us is essentially domestic terrorists and because of the views that we hold. And on the basis of that, they could call for our um, capital punishment. So, so I'm now far from convinced that even though I've got huge sympathy with the need to dispatch some of these evil people, but the way governments operate, they could turn it against us. Adrian, what, what do you reckon on this one of capital punishment itself? Personally, I'm all for it for some of the reasons that you listed, you know, the horrible crimes that go on in the world, the crimes against children, you know, those people that were beheading innocent journalists out mm. in Iraq and Syria and things like that. But that's a fantastic point you make about us being labeled domestic terrorists for having a view against the narrative. And I can understand how that could be easily twisted against you by them highlighting one social media post that you might have put out in the past because you know they can bring that back to haunt you but i do believe this is where this country has went too soft we mm. have let terrorists who are guilty of killing hundreds of people in the country that we come from now mm. run the government oh, what, no. civ what civilized government in the world allows that to happen and this is where we have went too soft but you see, Adrian, yeah, Adrian, this is why back in 1977, I was so vigorously against the Belfast Agreement, because at the most fundamental level, I've always believed you shouldn't reward evil. Do you know, anywhere in any country, you shouldn't reward evil. And surely you shouldn't reward it by putting the people who carry it out into the highest places of government. But that's that's exactly what happened here. And and, and that's a moral abomination. And it's not about, you know, the, the, the tribal stuff. It's just, it's the moral stuff. My tribe is the moral tribe. David, look at those people that lost, you know, women, wives and children caught up in bombs who were maybe out doing shopping or out on a family day out and they were targeted for maybe their husband's job. Those people are now under the rule of the people that killed those, their loved ones. Mm. Could you imagine in 2005 if Osama bin Laden said, right, I'm going to give up this jihadi business. I want a seat in the Senate to discuss peace. Do you honestly believe George Bush would have went, okay, come on ahead? Like the US funded a lot of the terrorism here in Northern Ireland and they're now back in the peace. Mm. But again, it would not happen in any other Western democratic society. And no. we, need to be, we need to be standing tall. Yeah, actually, Gar Ram, who makes a really brilliant point here as well, he says, look how readily the Canadian government is pushing assisted suicide. It's not a huge leap to take out those labelled domestic terrorists coming to a WEF-controlled country near you. You know, Gar Ram, I think that's a fair enough point because yeah, you're right. I mean, for, I mean the, well, I know we've got Canadians listening to this. Uh, but like honestly, the the absolute state of the Canadian Trudeau government is—I can't even bring myself to sum it up. But but they are pushing assisted suicide. I mean, if you cough, if you get a cough in, in Canada, the likelihood is they'll put you on a pathway to you know your demise. Um, and it could be very easy for them to say that certain malcontents, people like everyone listening to this, you could all be um, uh, on that list. Leslie says there's assisted suicide here, just patients don't realise it. Oh, absolutely, Leslie. And and that's something we need to do a show on. It's called the NHS. Well, well yeah. Uh, so let's see, Outside the Box podcast by John wants to call. Oh, somebody wanted to phone in, but there were... So, sorry about that one, John. If you want to try again and phone in, um, if let me just uh, bring you in. 
if you want to have a comment on this one. Hello there, John. Do you have something you want to say to us? Yeah, what we're talking about today. So right, right. Well, it would be helpful if you knew what we were talking about before you phoned in, right? Okay, I got I got a question. Um, how long have you been um on Podbean? How long have I been in Podbean? Uh, a long time, a long time. Yes, it's very good. I need, I, I need a Podbean, and I'm trying to um figure out this platform and one other, and I just Podbean won't let me um put stuff on it, just like um other podcast people say and i just can't find a platform that suits what i need okie dokie thanks for sharing that uh right so anyway back to topic guys uh yeah that was interesting wasn't it that's <laughs> Actually, the joys no, of seriously, being I, live man you never know what you're I love get. It. you know that david I, it's, I, 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 i'm surprised we haven't gotten somebody anybody from uh, you know our past 20 years has called us up and screaming and holler at us yet <laughs> let them try come out come at us and you'll see what happens to you but uh yeah nath says i gotta call in sometime maybe at the end of the year if i get my confidence up nath you're a true supporter you'd be very welcome everyone is adrian says pod bean is like a box of chocolates <laughs> you, you, you never know what you're gonna get uh i like adrian well done <laughs> Uh, but, but actually, you know, uh, yeah, Julie Hartley Brewer is just on the line. How dare you, David? How dare you toy take this attitude? Uh, yeah, it's a, it, actually, you know, the, the thing about it is seriously, the joy of live broadcasting is that uh, uh, because we don't, I can't, I don't want to filter people. Uh, I'm happy to take calls from people as long as they're reasonable. And, and whoever outside the box podcast by John is, he uh, at least had the, uh, he, he wanted to ask a question. So I wish him well on Podbean and hope that uh, he, he cracks He's it. He's trying, uh, God bless uh, him. As we have, yeah, not, not, the world loves a trier. The world loves a trier. Right, anyway, moving on, moving on. So Shamima Began, we don't want her back. Stay away and, and, uh, and rot in whatever Syrian camp uh, or wherever you are. Because I wouldn't be surprised if she's already back. Hey, Leslie, here's one for you. I wouldn't be surprised if she's already back in the UK. Ooh, but that's another conspiracy theory. Right. Um, amnesty. Let's talk about this one, guys. So, so, so again, Patty, you'll excuse me if this is a bit UK-centric, but um, the UK has got this vast backlog of alleged asylum seekers who... who um, or, you know, we're being put up in hotels and all over the place. And uh, the um, thing is that Rishi Sunak, our wonderful new unelected prime minister, came, came in and said, well, look, we're going to sort this one out. And so it was revealed today, I think, or yesterday, the way they're going to sort them out, <laughs> it's just something else, is they're going to allow 12,000 of them to come straight in uh, with no need for any kind of... Uh, checks beyond they just fill out a questionnaire and then they come so jen i'll come to you in this one first of all because it's it is kind of shocking i mean yeah and i'm laughing at it because it's so mad it's so awful but but the, this awful god awful conservative government is is gonna it's gonna bring down the the waiting lists of asylum seekers by letting them all in yeah. Well, you see, that's how you get the numbers down, David. Yeah. That's how the number. You see, because the problem the government have got is one, they don't want to stop them coming, but every day the numbers rise. So what they could do <clears throat> is give an amnesty and say, well, you know, wh why stop at twelve thousand? Why not just do the hundred and fifty thousand that are now waiting for Home Office to to do the bits and pieces? And that means then there's nobody waiting. Doesn't mm -hmm. it? And that means we don't have. So, if they do that, that means then those hundred and fifty thousand that are sat in hotels across this country, particularly in the in the north and the poorer areas of this country, then they should all be kicked out because they're no longer asylum seekers because they've been granted uh, residence to stay, and therefore they can be kicked out on the street. We can save seven, eight, nine million pound a day on hotel bills. But the point is, and I think the fundamental point here is. Not a single political party in this country wants to solve the problem of illegal migration or legal migration. Why? Because by the time they come to get in power, they are then controlled by the big banks, by the globalists, by WEF. And at that stage, they then agree with their policies, which is there are no borders. 
human rights are, are, are everybody's right, and it's your right to go wherever you want and demand that whatever country you walk into, that they give you a house, they give you money, they give you a mobile phone, they give you clothes, and they feed you, and they give you health care. That is what is happening in this country, and not a single politician wants to stop it. Yeah, well, very, very few of them. Uh, and can I just say, David, just before you move on, all those on Getter, <clears throat> if you do want to call in, like Canadian Mom and there's a couple of others, go to podbean.com, download the app on your cell phone, and then you can uh, find David, join in via the app, and you can then call in that way. We'd love to hear uh, you, your views and your comments. Yeah, absolutely. I, I amen to that one. Um, Adrian, come to you. Then I'll come to you, Paddy, in a second or two. I mean, this whole business of uh, an amnesty to fast track immigration. I mean, it's madness. Uh, apparently, most of these, uh, Adrian, who will be you know, given amnesty, a lot of them are, are alleged Afghanis. But of course, we don't know that they're from Afghan. They just said that they are, they will, they are on a piece of paper. And that's it. So do you think the UK is going to be the better for getting 10 to 12,000 12, to start with Afghanis? Absolutely not. You know, is there not millions being spent or billions being spent on rebuilding Afghanistan, Syria and Iraq? So if they're spending all this money to make the country better, why are they not willing to stay there? You know, why mm. are they coming here? More importantly, how much is the government being paid or blackmailed to take each immigrant by the WEF and all these globalist groups. And I, I, I made this point a few months ago. It's all about diluting your national identity because mm. when you have more people from different cultures, it does away with the English national pride, so to speak. And mm. it's easier to change the laws of your country. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're being hollowed out from within. And, and, and actually, Paddy, it's exactly the same in your country as well, isn't it? It's exactly the same. What they're doing, and they're gonna. Here's the thing, too. It's like you know, in your situation, they're gonna let them all in anyway. They just don't want to do the paperwork anymore. So just give them amnesty and just let, yeah. them, let, let let them come in. And they're and they're what they're doing is they're washing away with Brexit as much as they possibly can. It's got to be removed. Look at you know, it, you know, it's happening in our uh, with you know on on the island, you know, with the border and everything else. It's just Brexit has been nothing but a pain. It's got to go away. Part of that is we have to accept there is no borders. We're all one happy family, and we pay fidelity to Brussels. Well, that 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 that, that is definitely all part of it as well. If if you want open borders, if you want to remove national identity, as I think we're all agreeing, um, then then this is one way you do it. But but like ultimately, I just think about. You know, literally, we're talking thousands. I think Jed mentioned this. Like the total number on the list is it's it's over a hundred thousand, isn't it, Jed? It's the like this is this twelve thousand. Yeah, it's hundred and fifty thousand waiting in yeah. uh, in line at uh, the home office to have their cases listened to. But the point I think the fundamental point here is because of the uh, UN uh, Human Rights Convention, the only it's where we say illegal. Yeah, migrants, the second they get here and say, I wish to claim refugee status, that yeah. turns them from illegal migrants to refugees. And that is where people like um, Kerfa Kali said they're not illegal migrants, they're refugees. Because the law says, if I, if I say I wish to claim asylum, that is it, I must be a refugee. Not the fact that I have to have proof, and that's the problem. When do gooder people write law, they write poor law. And that is the problem with the Human Rights Convention. Um, the, it's poor law. It's been wrought poorly because it, it just says, you just have to say, I wish to seek asylum. That then makes you a refugee and not an illegal immigrant. Yeah, no, 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 you're right in that one, uh, Jed, you know, and the, 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 the truth of the matter is, as Canadian mom says over in Getter, that in order to claim that you are an asylum seeker refugee, you have to be in imminent fear of your life. Well, like these people are coming from from France. Now, I know France isn't what it used to be, but, you know, last time I was in Paris and places like that, you know, I, I didn't notice any ev any immediate evidence of uh, war going on. I mean, I missed that. So the truth is that each and every one of them is a complete chancer. But 
and this is where we're stuck with the uh, the Human Rights Convention. Um, the minute the minute they, they put their feet on British soil, like like that's it, guys. Game over from that point because it's almost impossible to to deport them, Adrian. Yeah. Do you think part of the issue is obviously Europe was flooded, Germany and Italy and Greece. <clears throat> pardon me, with all these people from Syria and whatnot. Do you think this is part of the punishment for the UK for daring to leave the European Union? We'll just flood the UK with them and it can be their problem. That entirely, yeah, I think that's entirely possible, Adrian, that, uh, you know, the UK, uh, the Brexit voters are being punished. We're being punished in every way possible, actually, because uh, as we know, the British political class never wanted us to leave the EU. The EU didn't want us to leave the EU. They wanted us to take our money and keep us captive. And because there was that moment of bravery in 2016 when we said, enough of us said, enough, we are out, I think anything they can do to destroy us, they're, they're, they're up for it. I mean, it manifests itself in different ways. But uh, as Kim says, eventually, he says, the immigrants will be removed due to circumstances. Um, yeah, well, I hope so, Kim. But, you know, I'm just wondering, how, how does, I mean, Chad, I'll ask you this one, because it's, it's kind of, you're the best person to tell us. I mean, how does an English town or city assimilate, I don't know, like a thousand Afghans? thousand somalis i mean it's not possible it doesn't david it doesn't and you know what they're actually doing you you won't find these you know bus loads and hotels you know filled with two or three hundred um immigrants uh anywhere in the home counties for example anywhere in you know true conservative heartland you won't find them there what you'll find them is in these areas that the conservatives like to call the leveling up areas you know where where they they go oh you think northerners yeah the reason you don't you, you don't have the wealth that we have in the southeast and the home counties is because you're thick and you're stupid and you're northern yeah that's where they put these people that is and is also where there are more people who are waiting on the council housing list because they are poorer yeah. and the reason they yeah. are poorer is because successive governments have ripped out the heart of their communities like the mining communities etc etc the the manufacturing communities <clears throat> have ripped all that out and they've left all these places hollow for, for decades and yes there is depravity yes there are poor people but it's okay don't we because that's exactly where we're going to put all these illegal migrants we don't care about you oh oh hang on next year they'll occur why because it's 2024 and it's a voting year then they'll occur then they'll be there going oh no we'll sort this we'll move them out to this hotel they'll move them out for a fortnight till they get the ticks in tick in the box on voting day and then they'll move them back they don't give a toss about us up in the north they just want to pile on all this crap and they pile it on and pile it on because what they want to do is all about this country all about the west turn us into a third world country controlled by the cabal of global and WF um, do-gooders and I hate it and I will defend my country to the death so Grant uh, any more says, questions David uh, yes, how do you Grant really Tullio feel says, yeah but what do you really think Chad I mean stop holding back Chad stop st stop sitting on the fence uh, so uh yeah I mean Chad look I think your view is very um uh sort of uh I think common uh when when people see entire communities being changed out of all recognition and i don't know if we've got anyone from the sort of irish republic on the streams but um it's another country that's being absolutely chiseled out from within and adrian you may have seen some of the the protests in ireland as people appear to have said oh, hang on a second this is this has gone far enough you know a village of 150 people and you're shipping in 244 alleged asylum seekers you're gonna you are absolutely transformed forming our, our our societies in way and permanently uh -huh. and we we never voted for it and we don't want it uh -huh. well, hang on we have kim coming in kim before sorry before i get to you let's see if this one works i've sent you your invite adrian or kim so you want to come in you're very welcome to say your piece and hi david by the way and rebecca thank you guys for all joining 
Um, not sure if you're there or not yet, Kim. But anyway, Adrian, sorry, I was going to go to you. I mean, yes, yeah. I mean, in, in Southern Ireland as well, same problem. Yes, but Martin, there's a few people that follow uh, Philip O'Dwyer, the Irish Git, and a couple of the others, and they have been showing all the protests in Tala, Cork, Mallow, all those different places. But the thing is, we have this thing now in Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland where you can travel freely, the no border issue. These people can easily make their way to Northern Ireland. No checks, no nothing. Yes. You know, so Northern Ireland can easily be flooded with these people. And part of the Good Friday Agreement is they can travel any way they want and there is no checks on these people coming up to the yeah. Northern Okay, thanks, Adrian. I'm very pleased to say we're joined, I think, for the first time by our, our good supporter and friend, Kim. Hi there, Kim. Welcome in the studio. So what do you want to tell So what, what, what do you think about all of this? Hi, Dave, and hi, everyone. And I have to say, I really enjoyed Jed's um, rant just a minute ago. My theory, David and everyone, that I see now they're putting all... Look, I live in Kent. We're on the front line, so we see this every day, what's going on, and then busting the people around the country. But my fear is, and I noticed in Ireland, they're moving people to the small towns and villages. These are mainly 18 to 30 year old men. And I'm wondering if this is, and I really believe this is in my heart, this is a fifth column army, because they've all been given their mobile phones, their smartphones, that at some point they're going to be triggered to have rioters, cause them to riot and tear our villages and small towns and areas of our cities apart. And I think that's something I really believe is going to happen. Well, actually, Kim, because as you say, you're on the front line down there in Kent, and, and, and most definitely, I mean, the, the, the numbers moving through Kent, uh, it's like it's like unbelievable. It, actually, it's, it, I was going to say it's like a war zone, but it sort of is. You're getting this these huge waves, and I guess some of them move through, but some of them hang around. And, uh, um, and is that changing the nature of Kent, of, uh, Kent Kim? I would personally say yes. I'm a, I mean, I'm a person who's quite um, vociferous, so I express my opinions. Um, a lot of people don't, but um, I've seen the crime figures because, you know, like the Kent police put them out for the areas, and I've been astonished um, about the amount of crime. I know for a fact, and I know a couple of police officers I actually know who work for Kent County Constabulary, and they know me, and I won't mention the names, but I, they are genuine people. Yeah. And they just roll their eyes because they know this is not good, not a good situation. And the only mm. reason they speak to me, because I, I speak in a quiet little pub, and they got to know a few people, and the police officers would never even mention they were police for months. Then quietly as they got to know us, they would mention it because they felt comfortable to talk to us. Yeah. And it is a worry, because I've seen the amount of sexual assaults have increased. Um, and sort of the rapes. I know that we're housing over 1,200 children now in Kent. Um, <laughs> I know in Canterbury, local people can't get their children to the schools yeah. because they're putting the Ukrainian children into the schools, into the Canterbury area. And people are born in the town, they're busting their kids out to other areas. It's gonna <laughs> cause resentment. Um, I'm quite a sort of laid back, quiet person. But I know people are getting bitter. They are. Well, yeah. and where I'm lucky, David, I'm mm. dark skinned. And I often will, I use it. Now, I never used to because this is not a racist country. I'm 68, David. It's not a racist mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. So I often can use that point when it's a thing. And I will start to, and people will feel comfortable to speak to me and voice where perhaps they wouldn't do with others, David. Yes, yes. Yeah, their bitterness, no. their bitterness, and I honestly believe it's going to explode. And I, I said, you know, I think it was Jay said yesterday, maybe by twenty fifty. And I said, well, it won't. I don't think it's going for the twenty thirty. I don't even think it's going to be that long because I think these people are going to be triggered, and I think it could be even this coming year, David. Unfortunately, and I could see them destroying little villages. Who's going to protect them? There's no police. I mean, I nope. know how. It's not even mm -hmm. a band-aid, David, the amount of police in Kent. It's just crazy. Yeah. And Sorry, I, 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 yeah, no, no, Kim, I mean, as you say, when you have small villages in particular, or small, you know, small towns or whatever, and you have this, and, and these people coming in, they're all young men of fighting age, Kim. Let's be honest about they it. Are, you know, they are. They and are. I, yes, yeah. and I think, David, because, 
you know, Theresa May signed this global compact, as we all know, on this site and this UN this type thing. And I wonder if these people eventually, I know it sounds out there and kind of thing, but I've got life experience. They're going to be putting these people in uniform under a UN thing. Also, also possible. Um, Leslie makes a good point here. Uh, there's plenty of police in Oxford when needed. Amen to that, Leslie. When it came to people protesting 15-minute cities, which, by the way, Kim, I think Canterbury is one of those, if not Colchester, but yes, Canterbury. Canterbury yeah. is yeah. one. And Canterbury, the last few years, David, has become a dump. But it's also another thing, because I never wore a mask from day one when they said it was two weeks to flatten yeah. the curve. I yeah. never went along with it. I went about my life, even when the roads were empty, it didn't stop me. So I've been yeah. travelling all around Kent. But one thing I've got to say, David, because um, they're talking about this amnesty and it's from people from Yemen, from Afghanistan, Syria and places like that, isn't it? I think that's the main yeah. countries they're talking about. There yeah. are countries that we have bombed and everything like that. Now, some of these people in Yemen or Syria or Afghanistan or these other places, um, their families, our RAF or something, might have bombed their villages and killed their people. Now, some of those people might be coming here, David. They're bitter people and they want revenge. And I have to be honest, David, some mm. of those people, I'm not gonna, even going to blame them because payback's a bitch, but I think this country is going to reap what it's sown as well. I, th I, th I think, Kim, I can just see all the comments. People are loving your comments here, Kim. So thanks for those comments. And, and um, you, you know, you're right. And actually, Kim, one of my one of my issues is that, I mean, if you go and bomb the hell out of these countries, what do you expect in a way? So maybe as another conspiracy theory, Leslie, are you listening to this one? I mean, do you think it's possible that one of the reasons we went and bombed, uh, you know, either third, sort of third party or otherwise, these countries, so we would get the the the, the payback, Kim, that that we're seeing here. In other words, is is, is I know this is scary now, but I'm I'm just going to go there. Um, is it connected, do you think, Kim? Do you think, in other words, you know, surely we knew if you bomb the hell out of these countries, people from those countries are going to come here. They come from savage lands, to be honest, in many instances. They're not going to behave any differently when they're here. So yes. is it is it a payback? What do you think? Kim? I think it is. A, I think in some ways it's a payback. I think as well, David, because I've come from a religious point of view, I think we're in a big spiritual battle and it is a battle between good and evil going on in yep. the world at this present time. Yep. Um, but it's a pendulum swinging, David, and I truly believe, it, and I just thought I love listening to people on this site and on other people's site on the different content creators, a lot of good people in Ireland from John Waters to Thomas Sheridan and Jeremy Dock and all that, yep. and in yep. this country and in Wales with the guys in Wales, I can't think. The Voice that. of Wales, yeah, 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 yeah. Voice of Wales. And Stan all these and yep. independent people, we're on the right side of history. I can be in no doubt of that. And I personally think the globalists, with the way they're doing this now, are panicking. I personally think they're crapping themselves because they're not going to win. The pendulum is swinging our way. Mm. And that, well, to... listen, amen to that one. I've been saying this for a while. I think, Kim, I'm, I'm going to bring in the others now in a, in a second. Yes. Just, I'll, finish with you in a, I'll finish with you in this one, Kim. My thinking is that they've overstretched themselves. They overstretched over so. COVID. Uh, they're overstretching over Ukraine. They're overstretching over 15-minute cities. And I think that in the final analysis, you're right. This is right versus wrong. And they're making the mistakes and right will prevail. That's what I reckon, Kim. So I think there is positivity in a situation which is otherwise clown world. Okay, David. Well, okay. Um, yep. I have the little doubts, David, but those doubts are wrong. That's the negative side trying to get through and it isn't going to yep. win in the end. And can I just say thank mm -hmm. you very much, David, for everything you're doing. Um, no, I wish I could contribute more and everything no, you... to every single one. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Thank you very much, Kim. Thank you. Okay, um, uh, Adrian, I'll come to you first. I thought it was really interesting from Kim. What do you think? Some fantastic points by Kim. They're really, really good. And do you think that the whole point was we were still supposed to be locked down at this point and we wouldn't have really seen all the immigration coming in? 
because we would have been locked down due to COVID and all that carry on. And Possible. Unfortunately, yeah. their, hand, their hands have been forced and they've had to step up in other areas, i.e. get the war in Ukraine, get all these different other things going on to try and distract us and confuse us with so many different things going on. Where if we hadn't had the vaccines and the whole Operation Warp Speed thing, that we would still be stuck in our houses and be totally unaware of the majority of these issues going on. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think it's backfired in the Adrian. I think everything's backfired. Jed, would you agree that, uh, you know, you can see how they would have wanted to, to, to work this, but from Adrian and Kim, I don't think it's working out the way they want it. Jed. No, I don't think it is. I, I think it was. It was working out how they wanted. But just uh, as as in the US, uh, in Canada, and certainly in the UK over the past uh, few weeks, the, when the British public have had enough, they've had enough. And to get the British public to go out on, on protest, I'm, talking, I'm not talking left-wing people, I'm talking about your average Joe on the street, <clears throat> your average mum and dad, you know, when they go out on the street, that means they have been pushed too far. And I think uh, I think it shows that, you know, it started in um, Kersley, is it Kersley? Well, in Liverpool, it's spreading. Nosley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nosley, sorry, that's, I should have known that. Um, <clears throat> it's spreading as well to other towns and uh, what have you. And that's a good thing. Uh, and no matter how much the mainstream media and the press say, oh, it's a far right, far right. That is just to shut you down, just like calling you racist when you went on about grooming gangs. They try to shut you down, and you we will not be shut down anymore. We will not be shut down. And I, can I just say, Kim, what a fantastic set of comments. The stream are loving it. The, you've got some great praise here uh, over on Getter from everybody. Uh, and that's what we want. We have brilliant people who listen to this show and listen to your work, David. Uh, throughout the week on all your podcasts and stuff Uh, and they come out with such brilliant comments and they're great contributors and we would like to see more of you call into the show i am showing on screen currently uh how where you can get the app from uh for those that are watching on twitter and on getter uh, and you could do exactly what kim did and you can call in and have your say but yes david i think there is no pushback uh, and i think they're shocked on that Paddy, just to bring you in, what do you reckon? Do you, do you think the globalists have pushed us too hard, too fast? It's the whole thing. It, it really is collapsing. I think this, the, it did backfire on them. The whole COVID thing totally blew up in their face. It revealed a, a lot of, made people look at a lot of things that nobody, everybody's been ignoring. And because of being locked in, nothing else but to do but stare at everything that's going on and everything they're pulling. Uh, and, and it's in the whole Western, it's in the whole Western countries. It's not just, it's England, the United States. It's, it's all of the West. This is their, they decided there's about a, uh, just a few hundred people in each country that just want to turn around and they've decided, no, we're going to change the culture and this is the way it's going to be. And it's, you know, they're not asking the people and they're coming and they're using every excuse they can to do whatever they want. Yeah, I've got uh, Paddy. I just got a question. Thank you, you, Kim. That was uh, we appreciate your your support and calling in. Yeah, indeed, Paddy. Just a final question for you in this one. Um, Just on this though, you know, we talk about the fact that we're going to have all these Afghanistanis and Somalis and whatnot flooding into the UK in the same way as they flooded into France, Germany, and other European countries. Um, When it comes to the United States, Paddy. Who are the people flooding across the southern border? And who? Two questions for you. Um, uh, number one, who are they? And number two, um, do do they integrate, or do they, what what happens to them in the United States? Uh, okay, right, right now we we've got about in the past five years we've had about somewhere over ten million people from South America uh, flee from their countries to to ours. Uh, a lot of them will 
try to uh, they will try to blend in they will try to work they will try to they will try to uh, uh, eventually ass, uh, assimilate um, you know it's because it is a, a, an opportunity to them they're being exploited the whole way there are bad factors going on in the thing there are also other people coming in um, that, that are taking advantage of the, this flood and it's it's the, you know like terrorist cells and, and and things like that they're fine they're they're coming through like crazy the drug traffickers there's a war going on in 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 um, Mexico right now a civil war whether the, who's going to control the government whether it's the government or the drug cartels there was just live shooting at airplanes civilian airplanes on the Mexican border yeah yeah it it, 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 it truly is uh, it, it is remarkable although of course one thing I didn't mention actually as we come into the end of the show but it's really important uh, two things uh, you've got a couple of minutes to hit the heart button if you haven't hit the heart button yet send us your love let us know that you appreciate the show and all the stuff that's gone into it but what about what about the tomato shortages what about the great tomato shortages in in the UK in 2023? And I want to ask you, Brexiteers, I hope you're sorry for what you've done because of your Brexit. We can't apparently get tomatoes in the UK. Um, Jed, are you are you um, you know are you hurting because uh, of this uh, this alleged tomato shortage? <laughs> So does that mean when I have um, date night on Saturday uh, and I do the cooking, I won't be able to do anything with tomatoes in? No. Utter, utter garbage. They said this about eggs, David. I never saw a shortage of eggs. Now they're saying it about tomatoes. Utter garbage. It's just just typical. Remain a garbage. That's what it actually is. It's garbage. They they lost the argument. They never thought we would vote to leave. They did. We we did. And they spent the past, what is it now? Nine years? No, no. Oh, God, it feels so long. Well, about seven years, you might say. Seven years trying to get us back in. Richie Sunak is doing his best to get us back in. He's selling Northern Ireland down the river. He's selling this country down the river. I don't even think Boris's deal... Boris, Boris we thought, was bad with his deal for Northern Ireland. But Richie's going to be even worse. The point is, they are doing their best. They, they feel that Richie is on their side, i.e. a remainder. And he is a remainder. And this is why these stories are coming out now. Oh, you can't get eggs. Oh, you can't get tomatoes. Utter, utter garbage. I think I will do something with lovely tomatoes, red wine, maybe a bit of pasta. Um, I'll do something, a bit of spice or something on a Saturday. And I will have as many tomatoes as I like. Well, well, okay, Jed, just a, just a couple of comments I want to get in here. Grantonio, our resident wet, says, you'll be vine, Jed. You'll be vine. Hey. Uh, Nath says he's got two tubes of tomato puree today to inject if necessary. Wait, it's almost like those of us on those of us enlightened people on this stream, we see through them. Adrian, are you concerned about the great tomato shortage? Absolutely not. Um, it was on the, the TV earlier on that the supermarkets in Spain and all across Europe are fully stocked. So if the crops were damaged in those countries that import to us, how come they're fully stocked and we're suffering? You know, yeah, I- we we need to get back to the 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 idea of eating seasonal food and not having to import so much from all over the world you know mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. we've just got too too accustomed to having everything on top pa- pa- patty's got a yeah yeah i'm sorry I'm, I'm just laughing here as he patty says he's got a good recipe for tomato salad uh yeah listen the thing about this is uh grantonio he's on a roll here let's hope we don't go past the point of no return uh, David Clement says we in Northern Ireland never left the EU. EU, of course, you did right, and that's why we have shortages. But yeah, Adrian, you're right. What's wrong with seasonality, and also what's wrong with us growing more? I mean, we can grow tomatoes in the UK. The fact that it all appears to come from Spain, I think, is one of the big places. Um, I think that's an indictment on on, on strategy here in the UK, making ourselves not just uh, you know energy uh, independent, but as food independent as possible. David, we should be supporting our own farmers and our own food producers to be able to produce enough food for us rather than having to rely on other countries' produce. But we have destroyed the farming industry like many other industries in this Mm. UK 
to make us reliant on other people. It's a big enough country with enough resources and enough skilled people to be able to feed the country. Yeah, amen to that one there, uh, Adrian. Uh, don't worry about it, Northern Monkey says. Dr. Professor Bill Gates can provide lab-grown tomatoes. Yeah, like that lovely lab-grown meat that he's providing. And uh, uh, in, his, in, in, in Frankenscience, uh, uh, no doubt uh, Gates can provide a lab-grown everything. But I have to tell you, folks, we have reached the end of our allocated time. It goes by so fast. And unfortunately, uh, I'm going to have to bring the curtain down. So listen, before we go, I just wanted to say, as, as always, of course, thank you so much. Leslie says, don't forget the bugs. You will eat the bugs, Leslie. Um, thanks, everyone, for being on the stream over on, Grant uh, on Getter, on the Twitters, here in the Podbean. As Kim showed, you can actually come on and chat directly with me. So we don't bite and we love to have you. So as I say, for all the great comments, thanks for all the love and the heart center way. Appreciate that as well. And of course, uh, as Gar Ram says, uh, we will be back. We will be back same time, same place and next week. Uh, make it a date. Uh, let other people know. Encourage as many people as possible to come into the stream. And we'll see you all then. Special thanks again to all my studio guests. And uh, again, as I say, we'll, we will see you soon. And all the podcasts are back tomorrow as well, remember. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye from me. Bye-bye.